Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome into Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Some people call it the Little Piddles Show. I'm with Little Piddles. My Yo. name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Sup, Piddles? What's the word? Mic drop. I want to hear five of them today. All right. Fire up the inbox. I hear tell Janet is a regular on the fast lane. Yeah, that's the uh, word on the street. That's what uh, Marshy Marsh and the Funky Bunch told me. Playful posse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she uh, sent in a fuel yesterday, and uh, I would love to hear that. I liked to interact with the, the audience. I don't believe Piddles does. I don't think Piddles wants to interact with the audience, but I, I support listener interaction. 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line, and you can use a mic drop, uh, Rhino Shield mic drop. Leave a mic drop, mic drop. I might as well just shut it down, honestly, at this point. I think I should just shut her down, and we'll play, we'll play the 9 o'clock hour of character in Smallman. <laughs> yeah. We'll just head home. And just head Why home. can't I say... Rhino Shield mic drop. Why can't? There's not an alliteration situation. There's not a shh or some kind of sound that would make it difficult. It's very basic. It's very basic. Rhino Shield, very simple. Mm. Mic drop. I mean, we're talking about a variety of different sounds here. Watch this. Ra, shh, m, d. And yet, it just blew me up. Sometimes words will trip you up. I've been there before. Felt like the boom goes the dynamite, kid. Yeah, I, everyone's Rhino been there Shield before. mic drop. Leave them. 101 ESPN app. What trips you up? The name of the San Francisco NFL franchise. Yeah, and the Marquette uh, mascot. Uh, Tim, boy doesn't deserve Janet. Thanks. That's from the 636. Well, what are you going to do? Are you not in the mood for it today? Talk me through this, sweet No, I'm sweet all right. Prince. I'll be all right. What's going on with you? Let me workshop it for you. Eh. Oh, no. There really is a situation. Nah. No, there is. I can tell. <laughs> it's just not the greatest day, but we'll get past it. What's the problem? Eh, no real problem. Podcast not being up? Does that get you? That is That compounded into the issues. <laughs> that doesn't help. It's not. I just I, I don't know what's going on, but we'll be all right. From the 636. Yeah, shut this show down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, power the listeners, I guess. Got to give them what they want. Just fire into a break. Jackson, did you watch the Home Run Derby? I did. I watched Albert's rounds. I I, threw 10 bucks on Albert to win the Home Run Derby. I did not win that bet. Ah, But I just thought, you know, he's plus 2,100. That'd be a nice $210. Now, you know, we'll just just throw it out there and see what can happen. Uh, Some people are theorizing that Kyle Schwarber tanked. I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way either. I mean, it... It's a, such a weird situation, like something that you never do where you're just getting balls fed to you that you're trying to crank out of the ballpark. It's not necessarily easy to be like 
really good at that unless you've done it a lot. Like it's a weird, it's just a probably weird for a baseball player who usually takes them up to 30 or 40 seconds in between swings and that bat to just go rapid fire with as much power as they can. I think if I'm actually going to analyze and break down the home run derby, which is something that I never anticipated doing and what Jackson describes as a Hall of Fame career, a mm-hmm. uh, career in which streets will be named after me, that uh, I think Kyle Schwarber thought, oh boy, I've got to put this guy out of his misery and I have like three and a half minutes or four minutes to hit 13 balls over the wall. Um, this is going to be easy. I'm going to pace myself. Or if I can do it quickly, kind of like what Pete Alonso did in the first round, I will have extra time. And then all of a sudden, when it didn't go his way, then it got in his head. That is what my theory is to what happened. But I do not think at all that that was a tank job by the part of Kyle Schwarber. No, I, I agree. I don't think Kyle Schwarber is interested in doing any tanking for the home run derby. But yeah, that's a good, you know, because once that, once you get down to like a minute and a half or a minute and you're not there yet, palms get a little greasier and you're probably fatigued. I mean, Albert was gassed when he would take those timeouts. Mm-hmm. Like he was praying for the timeouts. And so uh, I could definitely see that. But I liked Albert's strategy too. Take the lighter bat after, you know, getting the weight down, then you just start firing him. That's when he would fire him is after you take the timeout, get, catch his breath, get the lighter bat and crank him. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, what about the Yachty situation? That's from the 636. Are we talking about the Puerto Rico basketball? We talked a little bit about that, and we certainly have talked about how it's bizarro world. We played the audio. Now, unfortunately, uh, Smash Mouth was playing over the audio that was recorded over Channel 2. I'm not talking about the 2 Fox. Uh, I'm talking about audio Channel 2, so it was tough to hear, but John Mazalek was asked about it. That does see, I, I have to say that I am noticing, why won't the media in this town ask Mazalek <laughs> about Yeah, He was asked about it. Right. Now, that becomes like a talking point. You can never go wrong with getting likes if you ever want to attack the media. It's also a safe thing because you're not necessarily attacking anybody specifically. It's like blaming a problem on society. Yeah, right. You can't go wrong with that. You'll get your likes if you're feeling a void that particular day. Uh, you can't go wrong blaming the media anytime, in particular in 2022. But just from a purpose of actually giving factual information, John Mazalek was asked about it. Uh, I honestly didn't understand the answer in part because I didn't understand what he was saying and then also in part because one of my least favorite songs in history was playing over the answer it couldn't have been a worse scenario I don't know if there is a question I want to hear an answer to more over the last few weeks than why is the catcher you're paying 10 million dollars in Puerto Rico here over the last few weeks and then right then smash mouth is whistling over John Mazalek's answer it was yeah. like Dante's Inferno for me. Yeah, that's serious. That's the worst combination of, oh of a soundbite for you. It was, and I'm going, okay, now i got to listen in closely, but this, then that means I'm paying attention to the Smash Mouth. So he has been asked about it. Uh, if you would like uh, my opinion on it, I think it is absolutely bizarro world, and the only way that I would see how it is reasonable is if he is dealing with a situation that they do not want to discuss publicly, and it is a personal situation. And that is, other than that, I have no idea how you would be able to explain this because let's say it was, uh, you know, TJ McFarland or something like that. They'd be like, oh, well, he's in the Bahamas for the month working on his arm. Right. (laughs) He's in Tahiti trying to get his ankle right. (laughs) Yeah. So people would be losing their minds 
Uh, and then, then, then the video came out on, uh, what was it, Sunday or Monday of Sunday, that him he owns a basketball team in Puerto Rico, and he was unhappy with the officiating crew. Uh, kicked the basketball. Kicked the basketball. And uh, that uh, that made some some Cardinal fans a little more. Listen, I, my here's my straightforward answer. I'm couldn't be more confused by it, but I will wax poetic. Jackson, would you like me to wax poetic? I'm always in for a, a nice poetic waxing. Okay, it's important that you included the word poetic there because I saw you were thinking about it and you caught yourself because you knew the air current for service text line was going to light up if you just said the other thing. I'm getting quicker. I was told back in the day that. If the Cardinals were playing a game and Mike Shannon drove his car into the middle of center field and parked it, and Yadier Molina drove his car into the middle of the car, middle of the center field and parked it, that everybody would go, well, I'd rather not talk to him and ask him to move the cars. We'll just play around the vehicles today. We'll play around them, yeah. My point being, there are the Yadi rules. Yeah. And this is just a different set of circumstances. Now, you might not like it. I know a lot of people didn't like how Albert wouldn't necessarily run hard. Yadi Molina didn't necessarily run hard back in the day to first base. Not that that has changed per se, but um, it's just kind of the way it is. There is an amount of both respect in the case of Shannon and Yadi, and also I think fear uh, that they just don't want to, you know, they're just going to, okay, fine. We've got two months left of this and have at it. And if you would like to, coach slash own slash kick basketballs in Puerto Rico, even though theoretically the knee is involved in the kicking of the basketball process, that's fine. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, you know, right. It's, say hello to our friends in San Juan right. and we will, and we will talk then. Yeah. It's, it's to a point there, where, but yes, there is, I, I will, I want to include this because it is so strange that I feel like there might be something that they just don't want to discuss publicly. And I'm saying that sincerely. Now, if it is just a standard quote unquote rehab, it's bizarro world. But I just think it's so strange that Listen, if it, here's here's another thing. Here's another thing. And mm. I'm not necessarily waxing poetic. I'm just applying what I consider to be logic to the situation. And that is this. If the Cardinals were beating teams regularly who had a winning record above 500 and they had a few game lead in the National League Central, um, and maybe they would have acquired one of these players, not necessarily Soto, because that obviously would be the biggest distraction, but t- like Montez from the A's or something like that, uh, then there wouldn't be the distraction issue of, okay, well, we got to find something to complain about. All right, yeah, Molina's in Puerto Rico. But with that all established, I agree it is a rather strange thing. I recall reading it for the first time a few weeks ago and going, what in the hell is that about? But, you know, the guy's been with the organization for two decades, and I don't think too many people would question his commitment to the game of baseball. So I don't know why now all of a sudden he doesn't care about the game. I just don't think that's the case. So therefore, even though I acknowledge what many of you are thinking, that this is rather strange, uh, I would tell you that I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he has certainly earned it. And I hope for his sake that he's not dealing with a personal situation because that would be incredibly awful for his final couple months playing Major League Baseball. So um, I don't know. Just in a case, here's, here's, if you got 19 years of a track record, and now somebody acts or does something that is out of character over the course of three weeks that don't match up with the previous thousand weeks, 
I'm going to fall back on the thousand weeks as opposed to the two or three. So that is where I am on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Whereas, you know, if it's something more than him rehabbing, then we don't know about it. Then it's unfair to speculate about it. And like, yeah, like you said, you got to give the guy who's been arguably the face of the franchise and one of the most dedicated baseball players in franchise history, the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what this means. Uh, Jackson, are we giving away tickets today? Uh, we are not, but I figure something's coming after me. I can, just, I can smell it. What a surprise. Ledoux, entitled boy, walked into the door with an attitude today. Didn't see it coming. Audience is blindsided. That's from the 314. I'm telling you, you poke Jackson today, he's liable to lose it. Nah, no, nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'll keep it under control. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan. Game, Game six. six. Yeah, that's what I feel like we're on the verge of seeing today. You might see Lil Pills all grown up today. Yeah, yeah, you might and have to know, learn. I don't know what's in your craw. That's the thing. I mean, I just did a three-hour show with you. I know yeah. the podcast wasn't up, but yeah. that's not enough to tilt you. No, no, that's I've uh, been there before, uh, but we'll be all right. I thought you were happy that the Blazers won the— I am. I am happy for the Blazers. I want them to win it all. I love Damian Lillard. But other than that, you know, I'm all good. I'll be all right. Uh, let's see, Tim, I'm curious if you would be upset or question any ball player who went to his home state to recover or rehab. I'm not sure if any different for Jan. Is that Yanni? Yanni was, uh, he would uh, play instrumentals in like tunnels in uh, the 1980s, tunnels yeah. 12,000. Tunnels 12,000. And, uh, and, and like new age music. I assume that is just an autocorrect, as many of our phones do from Yachty to Yanni. You know, Yanni, there was a challenge where people could hear Laurel or Yanni, and Charles Barkley said he heard Donut. Yeah. yeah. Fun little anecdote for you. Yanni kind of looked like Doug Henning, the magician, if I'm not mistaken. See if you can look those up. But, okay. Uh, would I be upset? There's not a lot at this point, honestly, that gets me upset. If I if you hear me yelling about sports in here, Some? the podcast probably didn't upload for me. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's your trigger. <laughs> Got to be honest with you at this point. Uh, now, but my answer is yes, I am. I'm surprised by it. But again, I don't know if there has been a more intense competitor for the St. Louis Cardinals since the year 2004 than Yadier Molina. And so now, over the last couple of weeks, then he also was late to spring training, keep in mind, for an outlier situation. It just makes me think there may be an explanation for it. And so to, like, lay into him and have my voice crack and do sports talk radio performance art for you, holding him hashtag accountable, I just, you know... I'm just not there. I can't do it. So I'll tell you what. Here's here's when you might hear me get upset. If August second, third, whatever the hell the deadline is, comes and goes, and this is in the Cardinals or you know Goldschmidt didn't get hurt, Arnado didn't get hurt, Michaelis didn't get hurt, and the Cardinals acquire a middle reliever who'll be in a tree stand in three months from the, the Cleveland Guardians. At that point, I might actually scream. <laughs> that that's that's my bar. <laughs> Other than that. You know, right. I don't know what to tell you. I'm yeah. just not at the point. The ship sailed a while ago where I start screaming about things, I think in part because I know there's usually another side to the story, and oftentimes either we don't know the side to the story or it's intentionally kept private, and here are guys who have been incredibly successful in their chosen careers, and, you know, I, I just have to give them the benefit of the doubt that 
you know, they're competing and playing for millions of dollars and they have a desire to do things that most of us can't possibly do. And I just don't think that they're out to screw us over. I guess that's where I'm coming from. So, yes, on the surface, odd, the man is in Puerto Rico and kicked a basketball while arguing with officials. No question about it. But it's not like this is his first year here and he's a free agent. He's been here since 2004. And I will take his competitiveness. I saw him in Jupiter, Florida. We would show up to do the radio show at our picnic table at, uh, God, what time? Probably 7 Eastern. The show wouldn't start until 8 Eastern. And he is out jogging to the Gold's Gym off the campus because he wanted a bigger gym than the one that they had at Roger Dean Stadium. And he's like 35 or 36 years old. And he's got God only knows how much money in the bank. So for me to question Yadi or Molina's commitment to the game of baseball and competitiveness would seem rather a uh, large lack of uh, self-awareness and also ignoring what he's done for the past 20 years. And, uh, and, and listen, I don't worship at the altar of Yadi or Molina, I, but I'm just telling you what I've seen and what I know, so that's where I'm coming from. All right, we'll take a break. It's Balloon Party. One one ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Jackson says I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm excited about that. Yep. Yep. Exact words, actually. Thank I you. said you are going to the Hall of Fame. I, I would like to have Mike Ryder appear in the Hall of Fame on my behalf, however. And the reason is he came in here, had a coup d'etat, and forced Jackson to start playing mic drops. That needed to happen. We've been on the air for six months, and we've only played two mic drops. One of them being mine. Right. It was like an update on the Sacramento Kings. I think it was, well, regardless. Well, now, now, Mike Ryder, executive producer of 101 ESPN, has stopped the censorship. And now the people are able to use the 101 ESPN app and leave a, let me see if I can do it. Rhino Shield mic drop. Yes. Resume reel. Jackson, what do we have? Uh, this one's from Steve. Would you buy a nightstand when you don't have a bed? And we got another one from Steve, too. Tim, you said on the show today that... Yachty and Mike Shannon parked their car in center field and they played the game around it. I don't remember that game. That seems a little odd. Can you let me know when that game was? Seems like he has an issue with hanging up the, the call. <laughs> it moves a little slower. There's a little delay at the beginning, it seemed like. Well, it doesn't move as fast. It's nice to hear the people are now able to have their voices heard on this show, and they're able to ask us questions. Mike Ryder, executive producer for 101 ESPN, has come in here and forced Jackson to let the voices be heard. And for that, Mike, I tip my cap, and I am grateful, Jackson, your reign of terror is over. Steve, you asked some great questions. Why would you buy a nightstand if you don't have a bed? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question. It is. I suppose if we're to dig deep on it, I don't want to spend more than two segments on it. <laughs> but the nightstand can serve as a handy piece of furniture in a living room. Can it not? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and now it might look out of place depending sure. on your version of feng shui. Right. But uh, it's a fair question. It does fall under the auspice of if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? It makes you really ponder, and I mm. appreciate that being left via the Rhino Shield mic drop. And then also he was asking for the specific game, <laughs> which Mike, Shannon, and Yachty or Molina parked their vehicles in center field, and then Harrison Bader or Jim Edmonds or Larry Bigby. Rick Ankiel. Rick Ankiel had to negotiate the cars the vehicles. as they would try to catch fly balls. Uh, th- that is a game that did not occur. It was, a, it was a metaphor is what it was. It was a metaphor for what some people inside the organization said, which was there is both a respect for Mike Shannon and Yadier Molina and also perhaps a fear of asking them to do something uh, that people said they could park their car in center field and the players would just decide to play around it as opposed to going up to them and asking them to move the vehicles. Mm. That is, that is. so Steve, there was not a game in like the 2012 campaign <laughs> in which two cars were parked in center field. I would pay a, a, a high fee to see that happen though. <laughs> I would really like to see that happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, I bought a hamburger because I can't find my belt. That is from the 314. You need somewhere to put your lamp and alarm clock. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I have a nice nightstand at home. Uh, guys, can Steve replace Boy on the show? <laughs> that is from the 636. Yeah, by all means. Come on in, Steve. Are you announcing your resignation? Are you that close to tilt that today at 1027 on July 19th, 2022, you are announcing your resignation from the award-winning Balloon Party one-hour midday presentation on HD1 Radio? No, you'll have to drag my cold, dead body out of here before I, I leave. I would issue a challenge if I were you. Before I leave these switches. Because by 1035, there might be people outside. It's all right. I'll handle them one at a time. Single file. Uh, nice brag about your nightstand, Jackson. That's Thank from you. The My cousin gave it to me. Like nice, rich mahogany. Sturdy as hell, too. Uh, you can text in as many have decided to do six five seven eight zero. And I have to say this now: one of the things that Jackson does that I absolutely love are the questions he sends over. I mean, right at five thirty every night. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you are able to hit send right at five thirty. Will machine is what they actually call me. Will Android. And you have posed a wonderful question. Now, here is the question I have to you. Do I read the question knowing I don't have the time to answer it right now, or do I tease that the question is wonderful and it involves the Cardinals and the trade deadline and Juan mm. Soto and then also possible other options, yeah. and wait to ask the question after your highly anticipated Sports Center update? I think if we do that, we'll be on time, and I think everyone will be happy. Oh, my gosh. And you'll get to – and we can – Tease. Delve. Right, delve and tease. I mean, it seems like a win-win-win. Yeah, at the University of Missouri Journalism School, which I still have eight hours left, at, uh, they would talk about the importance of delving and teasing. Del- delving and teasing. So we shall tease, and then we shall delve, 
as Lil Piddles, who to me seems I, I think you're about to break him today. I really do. <laughs> we only have a half hour left. It's like watching a boxing match and you go, God, there's only 30 seconds left in the round. If there were 60 seconds, you could get him, but there's only 30 seconds left in the round. And I feel you uh, so that is uh, coming up on the other side of the break in this update on what's going on in the NBA that's inevitably coming. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. What was that update again? Uh, Juan Soto, home run derby champ. No, and I then, heard that. I was aware of that. Actually then, discussed it in the first half hour of, uh, of the award-winning Bloom Party. And then the Thunder extended uh, Kenrich Williams. That's the one that I was looking for. Four years, 27.2. Uh, to the really young and, you know, with Chet Holmgren, maybe really talented uh, Oklahoma City you're buying Thunder. St- you're buying stock in well, the They got Thunder. Josh Giddy, Holmgren, and SGA. I think they could, I don't know, maybe they SGA could do something. Kai? 65780 is how you could text an air comfort service line. And now, because of executive producer... Mike Ryder forcing uh, what is really the right thing on this show. You can now leave a mic drop courtesy of the good people at Rhino Shield. Thank you, Mike. Jackson, take your L. I'm holding it. Thank you. All right, here's Jackson's question. Sent at 5.30 p.m. last night. Do you think the hype surrounding the possibility of Juan Soto being moved at the deadline has set Cardinals fans' expectations too high for what's to come in two weeks. Basically, my question is that if the Cardinals don't get Soto, but are still aggressive at the deadline and secure a couple of quality arms and a left-handed hitter, do you think fans will be upset if they didn't land Soto? Also, if they do sit on their hands and grab a mid-30s relief pitcher from Northwest Ohio, very nice, Thank you. do you think the anger toward the front office will boil over and the team will see a drop in attendance or other less severe repercussions. I love the series of questions. However, my answers are immediate on these. Okay. All right? No, that's fair. And then you heard Jackson's questions. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 65780 or leave a Rhino, Rhino Shield mic drop. So we'll start with this one. Do you think the hype surrounding the possibility of Juan Soto being moved at the deadline has set Cardinal fan expectations too high for what's to come in two weeks? My answer to that is no. And here is my reasoning. My reasoning is, I think, and maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll come out of uh, Twitter dormancy, which is essentially the uh, lady from LSU dancing GIF and Chris Nagel updates. That's essentially all my Twitter is at this point. Wait till you, you have a flight with Southwest, then you. Have... <laughs> and whenever I deal with, whenever I deal with air, airline issues, I suppose uh, that uh, that if I were to put a Twitter poll up there. Probably get a few thousand votes is what I'd get. Yep. And I would tell you, if I asked this question, do you think that the Cardinals will trade for Juan Soto between now and the upcoming trade deadline? I think 7% will say yes. Mm. Now, what do you think the number would be? Because if there's one thing this show can do, it's set arbitrary percentages with zero repercussions for accuracy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little higher. I'm going to say 22% would say yes. That they expect the Cardinals to, to get Juan Soto at the trade deadline. Yep. I feel like my 7% might be high. Now, hey, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm, I guess I got to remind myself to go on to the Twitter tweets and do this. But uh, even then, though, let's just use your number as being the number. 
you're talking about essentially four out of five Cardinal fans. And granted, you got to be somewhat of a deviant to be following me, so this might not be a, right. a, a representative of the, the real Cardinal fan base. But nonetheless, uh, would not be expecting him to be a Cardinal. So then, therefore, if 80% of the people aren't expecting something, I don't think you can have disappointment if then you follow up with. Basically, my question is that if the Cardinals don't get Soto but are still aggressive at the deadline and secure a couple of quality arms and a left-handed hitter, do you think fans will be upset they did not land Soto? Well, my answer to that is honestly no. I think, I, and here's another, maybe I'll do another question. Do you want the Cardinals to trade for Soto if it means, and i got to include the qualifier, have to, yep. if it means trading away, let's say, three of the top seven prospects mm-hmm. and also committing more than $450 million to him for an extension? For me personally, yes. I the answer, and, I, and I understand that. Yeah. And guess what? Mine is yes as well. However, and this is something, and I don't know, I don't know what the reasoning for this is. I've just noticed it over the last however long we've been talking about Juan Soto, I guess about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly picking up steam. Yeah. Uh, and the Cardinals are listed by Bet Online, by the way, as the sixth most likely team to get Juan Soto. Uh, the Mets are listed as the favorite. I don't believe that the Nationals would trade inside yeah. the division. So Buster that only said some about that too. He was just like, I don't see how they right. Would the Yankees that. are listed as second most likely. The Dodgers are in there. The point being, um, the Cardinals are considered by these places as being possible. Doesn't mean that that is means a thing. I mean, I could come up with power rankings for you. Doesn't mean there's any credibility to it. Point being, on it all, is that. I think most Cardinal fans, yeah, I think would say yes, would like Juan Soto. But I think there are a lot of Cardinal fans who go, I'm scared of trading away all the prospects. I think there might be some PTSD from Sandy Alcantara. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also scared that the Cardinals, unlike, say, the Yankees or Mets or Dodgers, uh, could not handle it if... Soto busts, and now the organization has an albatross contract. And so playing scared obviously frames the narrative, and the narrative is being framed by that. I mean that you're pro-Soto if you're saying, well, you're playing scared. It's a, let, me, let me put it this way. Let's say this Juan Soto situation is around in 2016. So the exact same set of circumstances for the Cardinals uh, now, um, or excuse me, for Soto now, but you take the Cardinals back to 2016, I would not be in favor of it. I would not be in favor of it. Different set of circumstances this year. Every box is checked this year. Mm -hmm. And even if you didn't assign him to a long-term deal and he's up in a couple of years, you still get him for this postseason, next year's postseason, and the following postseason, which means throughout Paul Goldschmidt's tenure here, you have what most likely would be something looking like, I guess, Goldschmidt, Soto, Arnado in the middle of the lineup. Oh, one that would be one of the most potent three straight hitters in baseball. Oh. Yeah, I mean you you couldn't draw up much better. You know, two, three, four, three, four, five hitter right there. But I would tell you, Jackson, that I I know it might sound weird to you, but when I if I do remember to do this post these questions on Twitter, I think that the answers are going to surprise you as far as the percentage of people who actually want it. Sure. 
I really do. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably. Either I people don't want to see not. the Cardinals spend that money, or they don't want to trade that, uh, trade those prospects. Right, and I get that, and I get not wanting to trade your prospects, but Soto is everything you want out of Carlson. He's everything you want out of Jordan Walker. He obviously doesn't play shortstop, so maybe not Mason Wynn, but that's like you don't want to give up your young talent. Soto is your young talent, and I get that you then be leveraging yourself down the road. But who knows what's going to happen down the road? I know until 2024 we have Paul Goldschmidt, who right now is the favorite to win MVP. You got Nolan Arenado still in the prime of his career, and you got Wayno, Yadi, and Albert finishing out their last season. You, you, if you're going to do something, you got to do it. Like you can't sit here and wait, grab. And I'm not saying I'm going to speculate on what they do if they don't get Soto, but you get someone like that who's a generational talent who. Has so you much heard Albert Pujols come a Hall of Famer last night? He, he, absolutely. He's 23. And who knows better than Albert? And the charisma and the attention it would grab, it's just, I think it's all great for the franchise. And you know that Soto is a quality player. Yes, he could obviously, especially with the money he would carry, possibly be an albatross of a contract. But for right now, and most likely the rest of his career, he's going to be a great ball player. And you can't, you know, sometimes you got to go for it. You know, I agree. Sometimes you just got to go for it. I am a big advocate of the calculated risk, mm-hmm. not just the risk. In other words, if I were to show up at a casino, mm-hmm. unless I were incredibly intoxicated, I'm probably not going to be playing video poker. Sure. However, I can tell you that incredibly intoxicated, I have played video poker. And you might be surprised to hear this. It was a negative uh, experience from a P&L standpoint. Substantial, actually, uh-huh. to the point that it was alarming. It got away from me. <laughs> Hard Rock Hotel, 2004. Um, but if you sit me down and say, all right, you get to play poker for the next 12 hours, I would bet that I would wind up being profitable. Now, I don't know that because there is an element of luck, but that game has skill in it. And you make decisions based on calculating your risk. And that is why, exactly what you just said, Jackson, in 2016, eh, they were a middle-of-the-road team and it wasn't a sure thing that they would get into the playoffs. 2017, kind of the same situation. 2018, kind of the same thing. But 2022, again, barring a huge injury or something that just you couldn't foresee based on their schedule, they're going to be in the playoffs. Now, whether or not they're the NL Central winner or the wild card, I don't know. But they're going to be in the playoffs. You don't have that too often, and you don't have the set of circumstances you have with Pools, Wainwright, and Molina um, ever, and an MVP, and a guy who, even though he's not going to win the Cy Young, he's having a season that in some normal years actually would be Cy Young worthy, Mm -hmm. uh, at least for consideration. Again, not necessarily winning it, but Cy Young caliber worthy. You just have a few guys in the National League who are going on. Clayton Kershaw, like, apologized for being the starter tonight. Uh, He's like, yeah, there are guys who... You know, should be starting instead of me, but I, you know, certainly appreciate the the gesture. And Clay Kershaw's having a better year than, than yeah. Miles Michaelis. Right. So, with all of that said, he's still having a hell of a year. He just doesn't have the attachment of being the hardcore Bob Gibson like badass that Chris Carpenter was. So people don't think of him that way. But he's having a hell of a year. So, with all of that said, you got some of the raw materials that don't just come along every year. But that doesn't mean that you have to make a move for Juan Soto. I'm just saying this would actually be a year to do it. So then you ask the question, if the Cardinals are still aggressive at the deadline and secure a couple of quality arms on a left-handed hitter, I think people would be thrilled. I really do. Yeah. And in part because people are not expecting it. That's another question. I might go 
poll wild on Twitter after the show today. <laughs> Are you expecting the Cardinals to be aggressive? And I realize aggressive is a subjective term at the trade deadline, and I would tell you what, what percentage do you think that would come in at? Uh, that they will be aggressive? Yes, sir. 75% of people. Okay, I totally disagree with you. I will say 40%. Okay. So we have a large disparity on that one. We have a few large disparities here mm-hmm. today. Uh, and then the final question. Also, if they do sit on their hands and grab a mid-30s relief pitcher from Northwest Ohio. I think I meant Northeast. Cleveland being in the Northeast. Oh, Unless right. they're picking up like someone from the Toledo well, there could be. Right. Could be a guy just scrapping down there. <laughs> well, there could be a, a, a Dennis Quaid and the rookie. Uh, that's who's there. Uh, do you think, good or bad, by the way? Uh, good. Uh, do you think the anger toward the front office will boil over and the team will see a drop in attendance or other less severe repercussions? The answer to that is no. I, I understand your thought process. That's just not the way it works here, probably not in most baseball markets Mm -hmm. um, that aren't at least on the East Coast where they really will, like, take it out on you. For St. Louis and people in the Midwest and now parts of the Southeast as well, um, this is a – this is – this a lot of this is not how necessarily for example people who listen to 101 espn and are studying every move and looking at it through the eyes of wins and losses i think it is more of a a religious experience to go to a cardinal baseball game especially if you're from a surrounding state and your loyalty to the cardinals is ingrained in you from parents and grandparents and you're not going to turn your back on them over acquiring justin masterson's cousin at the trade deadline (laughs) or something so therefore i don't see people turning their backs on the cardinals and then here's the other part about it that that now I always thought 2006 was the great outlier and then 2011 came along and that was the greater outlier and now the greatest outlier of all took place in 2021 and that was a team that just had performed like a middling ball club rattling off a ridiculous winning streak and by definition being in the playoffs uh, so it's like you can't even count them out even when you think they're done. And, and how many times did we think they were done in 2006, 2011, and 2021? Your thoughts on those questions? I'll put them to a Twitter poll. I'm on uh, Twitter at T. McKernan. Not very active, candidly, uh, but uh, T. McKernan on Twitter, and you'll be able to vote on those. We'll take a break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I mean, Jackson, it's a, it's the a fastest hour in radio, isn't it's gotta it? It's got to be. has to be. It's I can't imagine. 53. I feel like I've just lit the fuse. I did spend a lot of time talking about the Trailblazers, so it's probably yeah, I guess fault. they took some away. Uh, Janet is back with a Rhino Shield mic drop, and to me, I'd like to give her a prize for this. I thought it was wonderful. She might disagree with us. But you know what makes the world go round, especially in 2022? People can sit across from each other and pleasantly exchange ideas and differ and still shake hands and get up and not attack each other behind dog avatars on Twitter. Let's take a listen. Juan Soto will weaken us defensively. He'll weaken us on the bases. And he's only batting 250, so he hits a few home runs. I'm sorry, the Cardinals do not need Juan Soto. Why would you trade away people that you're, for somebody that you're never going to sign, that you don't even need, when you need pitching so bad? Quit being stupid and do the right thing, Mo. I want some pitching. I want a good starting pitcher. Not a bottom of the barrel guy, a good starting pitcher. Look at that. 
That was directed right at you, Jackson. Yeah. I hope that hits you right in the crosshairs. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to recover. Uh, thank you, Janet. And thank you to Mike Ryder, not Jackson, for opening up the Pandora's box that is the Rhino Shield mic drops to this radio show. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're a huge infusion of content. Yes, that there we, is. So we listen really to commercial breaks. And I'm just going to tell a lot of you, be better out there. Yeah. <laughs> we need you to be better. Yeah, that would be the, uh, that's a nice way of putting Janet, it. Janet, uh, wonderful to me, automatic pass to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah. Magical mic drop. Some of you were talking about furniture. Didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have I have put the, uh, the the Gallup poll on the Twitter tweets at uh, T. McKernan. And let's see what we got. We got 66 votes. I just posted it three minutes ago. Uh, do you believe the, the Cardinals will trade for Juan Soto between now and the trade deadline? Uh, no, 83.3%. Uh, 16.7%. Yes. Do you want the Cardinals to trade for Juan Soto before this year's trade deadline if the trade would mean sending a minimum of three top prospects to the Nationals? At this moment, 80% saying yes. Uh, that is 30 votes. Uh, you can go vote at T. McKernan and uh, then uh, use your burner account and leave hateful messages directed towards my height, my hairline, mm-hmm. my head shape, also kind of a bad beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, really a, a wide variety of things for you to personally attack uh, in my mentions. Uh, and what else do we have going on? I feel like we had something else that I wanted attended to. Oh, this. How about this? I got a DM while I was on the Twitter tweets mm. uh, posting my Gallup polls. From a reporter, reporter requested that uh, he not be named, uh-huh. but that, let me read this, that a gambling site is paying out uh, a Kyle Schwarber win over Albert Pujols because they say ESPN miscounted his home runs. I saw I saw the controversy behind that. that I, they, was, I was completely unaware of that. Yeah, I saw that. I they, was watching that thing in the bottom. I'm like... I can't follow what's going on. Were these home runs or not? Because like the score was on a satellite delay or something. It was so weird that it took forever for them to say. And there was a ton of home runs that would like hit the top of the wall, and then they would just cut away the camera, go back to the hitter. And I didn't know whether it was a home run or not. There was one Juan Soto against Albert that looked like it landed ten feet short, and then all of a sudden another one goes up. I was like, was that a home run from last one? Or it was very confusing. No. We need Chris Berman. Is Berman usually on the graphics? No, but I love back, back, back. Back, back, back. This one's all the way into Calabasas. <laughs> I love that. Uh, guys, is there anything more exhausting than these BFIB sense of responsibility? <laughs> Not taking risks for risk's sake. However, you got to shoot to win. Make moves to win. Take a damn shot. It's from the 314. Yeah, it was Michael Scott that said you miss 99% of the shots you don't take. Dash Wayne Gretzky. Right. Um, all right. Well, there it is. Balloon parties in the books. I mean, I could, uh, Jackson, if you wanted to, we can go down the hallway and do another four hours of a podcast. I did that to you yesterday. Yeah. You want to? You want to just, we can, we'll just keep broadcasting. God, I, I can hear your voice trembling like, oh, God, is he serious? <laughs> We've already done four hours. How about another four? Uh, all right. We'll shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next. The Gallup poll is up. Hold on. Get... I got a uh, Chris Berman drop real quick. Oh, wow. It's so timely 50 seconds back, after. Back, 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 back. Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> Look at you. So good you weaved that in seamlessly. I'm throwing to the next show. Hold on a second. I've got a hackneyed drop. Uh, let's see. 71% say yes. They want the Cardinals to trade for Soto. 
and 87.4 do not believe the Cardinals will trade for Soto. I'm sure this will be in the thousands by the time we get here uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. BK and Ferrario up next for Action Jackson, also known as Little Piddles. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.